When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to season three, episode 10 of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Ombudson. And today's gonna be a long one, but a thousand percent worth it because we have not only Steve Franks, but also Chris Hensey. We love them both so much. Today we are talking about one of Steve's favorite episodes, Understandably Why. This is Six Feet Under the Sea. Enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. Tim. Maggie. What are we going to do today? We are going to podcast the shit out of it because we have an incredible assist team with us. Not... I think this is a psychologist are in first. We have not one, but two amazing, epic, psychotic guests with us. Psychotic. The Hansman beautiful Steve Franks, Woo-hoo! who obviously created our show, wrote this episode, directed this episode, directed the shit out of this episode, and the lovely and talented Chris Henze. Hey, hey. Chris and I have never done one together. This no. is really exciting. In fact, no. I think the, the only time was late. There was ladies' night. There was actually uh, mm-hmm. there was multiple guests, but this yeah. is the first. This is the oh, first time. Ladies' it, night. Yeah. That's right. We did ladies' night, but Tim wasn't there for that. So this is the oh. first time we've had four, Ooh. and uh, we're so excited. This was like. You guys, it, it feels like Christmas because you all, having both of you here <laughs> and telling these stories all in last week was Christmas joy. So it feels, it's it's very special for us. So thank you all both for doing this on this. Oh my gosh. You can't get rid of us. We're, we're going to be back next week. I can't I mean, wait. We can I can't us. wait. We love it. We love it. And we so, brought r- Vancouver rain um, to the outside for, oh. uh, out for to stop our heat wave. Uh, just all of us goodness. getting in the same space. It's wild. This it is. It's great. It's a heat wave, but we're. It's like a, we were just talking about a very muggy, cloudy, rainy Saturday here. Yeah, we weird. love it. I know. Much, much Do- like every weekend we had in Vancouver. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Which, exactly. Which is why if I it had were a, ever um, sunny during the week, it would be cloudy and rainy on your weekends. Yeah. Which is why my family had season passes to the Vancouver Aquarium. Yes. Where this amazing episode takes place. So today we're talking about six feet under. The sea. Oh, 
This episode was so much fun to go back and I just giggled through the whole thing. And I had so many, I was like, oh, this episode, we'll talk about all this. But it was like, it was a lot of night shoots. It was a lot of night stuff. Then there were, there was like a dolphin who was talking to Sean and then there's the (laughs) sea lion and the thing. And I was like, and then I thought like, wait, I actually don't, I wasn't in a lot of that stuff. So I have tons of questions sort of around like, how this episode came to be and how we got the animals and how, like, I was just so fun. And it looked a lot different um, being the sort of night nighttime. Uh, there was a lot of nighttime happening, which was very, very cool. Which is always, to me, like, for us, when we were able to put the lights out and be outside at night, I'm, of course, it's terrible for everybody to have to be up that late. <laughs> and this I remember, too, because I believe it was like September when we shot this. It was uh, it was a lot of it. We had to start very late to get it to be dark. So that was uh, right? that, that right. was especially bad. And we had a couple and of course, we'll get to it. But uh, we had a couple of locations that we would only get one day there. Uh, like the aquarium. So we had to pack in so much stuff that uh, that it was it was a little bit overwhelming and, and pretty exhausting. And I'll apologize, um, you know, 14 years after the fact um, to everybody involved. <laughs> but uh, to me, it was a dream come true. Steve, on behalf of Maggie and the entire cast, thank you for not writing night shoots in the woods for this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. There were plenty of those, weren't there? There were a few. I mean, honestly, over eight seasons, there were only a few. And in a way, they were always so fun because it was sort of this thing we never got to do. It feels a little bit like summer camp. Henzi, you're shaking your head. You're like, no. No, (laughs) Some of my worst memories were, you know, in the drizzling rain in Stanley Park in the woods or even further out, you know, than Stanley Park in the woods at night at two in the morning. You could just see your breath. You're bundled up and, you know, with heat packets on your hands and your yeah. jacket. And oh, my goodness. My goodness. It was a little cozy and fun. Those those glamorous nights on the woods. I remember <laughs> one that was so fun. Um, I, I know the boys probably had many of these, but I think there was only one night shoot that I did where I, like the sun came up. And the, I, literally, I think no. it was just one. Yes. And we we had to, like, change locations and come back to the studios. And I'm going to see if I have photos just to try to remember what episode it was. And we had – it was, like, a Friday – Friday. So it was going into the weekend. Right. I think we had, like, one little shot or something we had to get at the studio. So we were back in our trailers. Everybody was comfortable. I think we'd all tried to doze off a little on the ride or whatever. And and we used to – oh, gosh, I feel like I'm giving up a secret, but I'm sure you guys <laughs> knew. Drinking Fridays. For a while, we would have drinking Fridays. <laughs> I, I kept waiting for you to finish the sentence. We had <laughs> <Yeah>. drinks. <laughs> we had drinks. Uh, and, and it was – we were all very responsible around it, but uh, this particular night, I remember that there was some cider that, spiked cider that Dulé had made or had told someone the recipe and like they made, and he had it in his trailer. And we all came back as the sun was coming up and had like cider <laughs> in Dulé's trailer. It was, 
it was one of my favorite memories. It's uh, it's like burn. Yeah, I mean, awesome. as much as as sleepy as I was. So sometimes the night shoots, like magical things, can happen in those uh, in those weird hours. And Chris, if anything, we've just learned that what we we should have done is become actors because because <laughs> all we did was would go directly back to the hotel. So we didn't do any of this fun stuff. That's right. That's right. That's, that's the perfect way to melt down or to to wind down and to finish the day. So um, yeah. You know, I don't much... think we were supposed to. I don't think, I, th- I think we were still shooting. I don't think we were <laughs> wrapped. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. But it was, but... It was medicinal because it was so cold. We need to stay warm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's true. Well, well, this one was chock full of it just because um, so much of it takes um, place in the, uh, breaking into an aquarium at night. And um, so there was no getting around it. Uh, and then, of course, I took everybody down to Steveston, and I, I made you <laughs> Steveson, guys that's stand on the dock in Steveston in one of the most sideways rainstorms I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and uh, and that and was the, the, to me that was that was the coldest and hardest. That that watching that shot of of pulling back in and and you guys standing on the dock. I, uh, I I flash back to being cold and wet and uh, um, and yet strangely giddy and happy. <laughs> that, that was the cool first scene where uh, Mag and I were both in our uh, sculler and Scully and Mulder um, black trench coats. Trench coats, uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to wear them. They're so cool. But I I I I wrote down like amazing shot. So whatever the weather was happening, or I I thought it was it looked so cool. It was, yeah, you know, it, it was really cool stuff in there. And by the way, like I, the only reason you had those black trench coats is because our wardrobe department could not find a Pepto pink trench coat. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. I expected with all the Pepto pink talk, I expected when I went back and rewatched it, I was just going to be mortified with all the, with all the pink that you were wearing. And you know what? I don't think there was any pink in this. I, I, just, I was about to say, I got to set this up. This will be a dry episode for all of you um, doing the Pepto drink game. <laughs> doing right. the Pepto, Pepto drink. Because it's an episode where beautiful O'Hara is not once in the Pepto drink family. No, no. Although, Lassiter comes in to save the day at the very end, literally, and because I'm, I'm in a red tie in that very final beat. Oh, all right. Oh. And looking spectacular. And by the way, at some point, Tim, we get a really good stern bush. Oh, hang on. Um, it's, oh. In it's, in it's in my notes. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. So we're doing episode 10. I cannot believe we're on season three, episode 10, by the way. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Six Feet Under the Sea, written and directed by Steve Franks. And we're going to start as. Yay! We're going to start with the pineapple sighting, as we always do. But. Uh, we've got a no pineapple sighting. <gasps> Only can, Steve. Only Steve, Steve can unlock the mystery. Exactly. So Steve, we're relying on you. This is actually one of the um, one of my favorite bits of trivia. Um, and in this episode, there is no pineapple, and the reason there is is because I cut it out. And someone walks in at the end of a scene carrying the pineapple. And the person that is carrying the pineapple is me. I cut my own cameo out 
because I because I ruined the momentum of the scene. <laughs> Why would you do that, Steve? <laughs> because, well, and I did something really stupid to to go on top of it. It's the moment in the end. They're they're actually when they've snuck in, and what we're we're, we're spoiler alert. <laughs> we're going ahead when Sean and when Sean and Gus are sneaking out after uh, sneaking into uh, seeing the pretending to be hair consultants for uh, for Randy Labeda, <laughs> and they sneak out. They go running out, and then the the Tim uh, Randy Labeda's assistant is left behind. I walk in with a pineapple, and uh, uh, and just as as Gus goes by, and I thought it would be fun to spin around and do a little stunt as well. And as I did that, <laughs> I landed on my knee and realized that the floor of the soundstage is very, very hard. Oh, and Steve, it's like hurt. concrete. Oh my God, it hurt for about two and a half years. <laughs> and I thought about it and then we got to the cut and, I, and it was just there and it, it took me a second to get there and I was... I, I ruined my own scene, so I cut myself out and uh, and took the pineapple with me. So uh, it would have been another one, uh, another cameo. Because um, that's uh, how dedicated a, you are. Yeah. Well, and Chris will tell me tell you that uh, I am I'm selfless and I'm d- dedicated to whatever makes the scene best, <laughs> even oh. if it rem- if it makes me be out of it. Oh no! The psychos are going to love this you trivia. Though that making the thing that you could do that make the scene the best was to put yourself <laughs> in it. <laughs> always always right. it's like it's at the top of my notes it's You're like, always what did, what does this scene need and then it says me oh. period <laughs> and i thought it was originally medical examiner but it actually turns out to be me uh so i always think i always think that i can add something um to the scene but you uh, do though <laughs> you were so great in uh the museum you were so great you you we love it we love a steve frank's cameo come on yeah well and, and they became trickier as the time went by because you had to sort of you had to get by gord who uh, didn't want me to do it uh his chimney sweep was still my favorite from uh, the yes. musical episode right it's i still oh, have yes. the, i still have that coat uh, and so <laughs> it, it means a lot to me. Oh, you know, the other thing I have uh, from last week is, you know, the sandwich uh, device that the, from la- from Gus walks into pulley, a bank. The pulley thing? I, yeah. I ended up with that. It's <gasps> in my it. garage. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought the only thing I had was the dagger from Indiana Sean, but I have that and the pulley system. And I don't know how I, Andy, Andy deserves to have it. It's That was all out of Andy's brain. Is it set up? No, it's just it's just a device. You need that. You need you need to bring your own string. And I don't know if you saw that on set, but it, it literally was twine and yeah. and a yeah. grip going like. Oh my uh, god, I love it. So it was as it was as basic as we could have ever done. So you have some twine and a grip in your garage. <laughs> I love. Yeah, yeah. Right where it belongs. I, yeah, Jeff Pleckis is in my uh, garage right now. <laughs> oh, he likes it out there. Plekis. I got a nice little space for him, and oh. uh, um, he's he's good. He's just waiting for us to set it up we're coming over for hot dogs yeah (laughs) asap i love it okay how about i do like the brief description which is very brief this time before we start i have a um slight degree of separation even before we get into it oh fun okay i'm loving by the way tim i'm loving the the psych degrees of separation so good at them yes so of course this episode is called six feet under the sea my psych degree of separation is it's it's a riff on the, the song Under the Sea from Little Mermaid, right? Yes. Obviously. Written by the great 
legendary Alan Menken, who wrote all the music for my other little show, Gallivant. little plug for me and my show, Gallivant, which is on Hulu, <laughs> by the way. If you haven't seen it, I'm brilliant. And it's it hasn't True. lost any of its charm and delightfulness. You can watch it fresh again and experience the the Aww. magic and the magnitude of, of the king's beard in your own home, or you can take it on your device uh, cycling. God bless you. <laughs> you did a better commercial for me than you than I did. <laughs> I love this. This is so great. And as you were just saying, it hasn't lost any of its charm. And I was like, that's like psych. There are so few shows, I feel like, that still, like, just after all this time, I mean, maybe I have that wrong. Maybe there are more than a few. But still, Gallivant, yes, totally holds up. Psych. You can still watch. People are still discovering it. Oh, it's and they so will you're be. saying no, the, common denator, the common denominator is me in these shows that are always still delightful. <laughs> That's what you were saying, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tim, Tim, I have an additional psych degrees of separation on the title as well. Oh, bring six it. Six Feet Under the Sea, also a riff on Six Feet Under, the, um, oh, the right. legendary Ball HBO, HBO show. show. That's yes. Right. And, um, and Six Feet Under is also... Oh, wait, no. Never mind. Never mind. You're trying to make a third comparison. It's gonna take it's gonna take too long to get. To, uh, but I was gonna connect it to Carl, Carlos Jacot, but it actually is not as tight as yours. Yours is actually the winner, so I I defer. <laughs> that was Steve, a quick bail, here's, Steve. Here's, here's, here's the tip for the six degrees, the psych degrees of separation, Steve. Always bring them back to yourself. Okay. Some oh of, yeah. Okay. Something that highlights <laughs> your career or your resume. Yes. Yeah, which we're yeah. doing. We're doing. All right. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to do brief descriptions so that we can actually get into all of our funnies, uh, all of our memory, our memories. And I'm going to talk about my favorite things, too. I will raise um, my hand as necessary. Yeah. Oh, this description is so brief. It's a sentence, I'm telling you. And then we're going to get going. We're, that's it. We've lost you. You're out of here. If you can't see the it's video, always, Chris just left. <laughs> no, he's back now. It's always, of course, you know time for a spam risk phone call on your oh. landline that I still have a landline only because it, it opens up our you know little front gate where people buzz in. Um, I, I anyway, love it. it also raises the drawbridge over the moat. So, you know, when people <laughs> <laughs> of his compound over there at Hensy Manor up on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at Hensy Manor, everybody wants, right. everybody wants to get into Hensy Manor. Everybody. Yeah. Every on Saturday. They show up, they show up, they try to pitch new shows. I'm like, no, no, I'm busy. Everybody well, it's out. swimming in the grotto that really is the uh, the big draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, brief description. Here it is. Okay. When Shabby the sea lion is found dead after being released back into the wild, Sean gets out to prove it was murder. And stumbles onto a bigger conspiracy. I think that's an amazing log line from Devin, guys. Yeah. I actually nice. do. I just have to say burglary ring at gentlemen's fishing school is the first thing I wrote down. That is, by the way, that was my little thing to uh, to Andy, who wanted to do gentlemen's fishing school for the entire I was about to say, that was, it's, a, it's a psych premonition because we do. Right. Shivery isn't dead, but somebody is in season five, which is all about a gentleman's finishing school. Yep. So that amazing bit of dialogue in the parking lot of the Vancouver Aquarium in the rain, of course, shocking. <laughs> so I was saying before, so the Vancouver Aquarium, if you haven't been and you're in aquariums, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. So because of, my kids were up there, we of course had season passes to 
the aquarium, Science World, any place that you could take your kids on a rainy weekend. So, um, and I know Steve, you also are a big fan of the aquarium, and I think you had season passes as well for your kids when you're up there. Well, not only did I have season passes to the aquarium, <laughs> I had them when my kids weren't there, so they were also <laughs> for me. Oh yeah, exactly, because because Steve would go and do his writing at these places. Um, I, you know, if it were me, I'd have to be in a closet somewhere without, obviously, without a phone or anything. But yeah, Steve loves to sit in these public places and uh, fun, inspirational places and write. Right, Steve? Yeah, and the aquarium is just so beautiful, and it's such a it's such a, a cathartic place, you know, for us. You know, we're watching the dolphins swim by, and then they have beluga whales there, and they have the cutest otters you've ever seen. There's a great, there's a beautiful beluga whale, and there's still like in our family, there's still a, a song called "Baby Baloo." God, which we just randomly sing because every time we'd see the, the beluga whale, we'd, we'd all have to sing that song. The belugas were so sweet. Okay, Steve, just a side. I'm just gonna like start at the beginning here. Okay, where did this idea of solving a case around a murdered sea lion come from? It, it's one of those things where you start with an idea, and for me. It's. I love the idea of Gus dragging Sean to um, to a to a funeral um, because Sean has this weird thing. We run through that runs through the whole series about he's he refuses to accept death. He doesn't like to deal with. He doesn't like, like anything uh, about about passing on. And I thought it'd be really fun if Sean if Gus dragged Sean to a, a <laughs> to a funeral. Then I thought, okay, well, what would the funeral be for? And then I I just thought, God, it would be so funny. Um, to do something with because the, these sea lions um, that we, we have a thing down here called the sea lion rescue place if he was actually taking him to the funeral for a sea lion and then I thought and and so that was all I had I'm like oh that's really oh. fun okay what do I want to do with that and I go oh okay it's got to be open casket you know and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, then I, I so, notice as we get to the funeral miraculously it's it's already tented because uh, it's well, raining in Vancouver. There's so. a story, but there's a story behind that. That's called some <laughs> smart producing and directing, I would imagine. Well, there's part of that, and the fact that it was going to be raining the entire week because, as we said yeah. earlier, it was September. Yeah. But uh, how did you so. get that decal on the tent? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm mean, scrambling. And and also, by the way, it's also smart because if it's sunny, uh, you know, the sun is constantly changing there. So in, instead of that, we're just under the tent. We still get to see all of our vistas outside the tent behind us and in front of us. But then we uh, we can control the light levels on, on each of our actors. So it had many, many, uh, many great levels, the most of which was it was going to rain. We knew it and it was going to pour and it pretty much poured that entire day. So... <sighs> So we had we had um, okay. Gus takes Sean to a uh, a funeral. It's gonna be it's a sea lion funeral. It's open casket. I still didn't have the, the thing, the last thing. And uh, then I go, oh, here's what it is. Sean has to speak at the sea lion's funeral. I'm like, all right, all right. And then I'm like, no, no, no. That, that's great, but there's got to be one more thing. So I needed the fifth thing, and then. So I go, what is Sean doing while he's staring at it? Oh my God, the sea lion was murdered. <laughs> now we have a psych episode. This is that is everything right. that this entire show has been about. Yep. Just this building of ridiculous, little more ridiculous, slightly ridiculous, just within the realm of possible happening within the uh, within right. reality that we live in. And uh, and that was uh, that was when I like. This now is uh, is an opportunity for us to to make one of my favorite episodes of Psych of all time. Of course, the funeral is run by the glorious Ted McGinley. 
amazing psych degree of separation here. This one does not involve me, surprisingly, because uh, I normally I just I'm breaking my own rule. Bre- you, yeah, you're breaking the rule. <laughs> but Ted was in uh, Major League Two, Back to the Miners, which of course one of the stars of, is um, our glorious Corbin Burnson. Papa Bear. There we go. So that was uh, uh, so we got Ted and Ted. By the way, one of the the nicest, most game. Um, uh, wild, crazy actors that, that I he that was so ridiculously so good in this episode. He's oh he's my gosh, so we're good. gonna in about a half an hour, we're gonna talk about that owl, um, on his shoulder <laughs> for a good long time. I know Look, I so, have a photo with this owl somewhere. We all got uh, to like, I know I do too. And I, w- yeah. I would see this photo come up on my phone or my, my computer, I'm like, where was this from? Now I yeah. wouldn't watch the episode, it's like, oh, that's it. And Adina took it, yeah. Oh, and Adina took it, yeah. Do you remember that owl when when we were there? It, you know, it it was supposed to. You know, camera was there. It would turn around and look at us all the entire time because their heads swivel 180 degrees. So it kept <laughs> staring back at us away. And we're like, no, 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 the other way, the other way. So we had to keep distracting the owl. But it was the sweetest thing for Ted to be saying that, that basically this owl is going to rip the, the the artery out of your throat. Uh, it was it was pretty funny to uh, to have to play. I love this line later about um, the animal that's going to puke all over his Ted Ed Hardy tea. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Back when so Ed Hardy funny. teas were a thing. There is there are so many Ed Hardy jokes within the within the, the <laughs> run of Psych that uh, that I, I'm surprised. I think there's one in the pilot, and they show up, and I go, oh yeah, Ed Hardy teas. The Ed Hardy, uh, you know, we might have been partially responsible for the uh, for their success. Their downfall. Or their downfall. Yeah, because that would have been a post Ed Hardy, right? That would have been like on the on the backside of the hit of Ed of Ed Hardy. I, I think it was still yeah. going. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Going? I mean, it was it was down on the downside because that downside. that was that was, of course would have been the joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> Henzi was like, "No, we're not. We can make we can talk about Ed Hardy. We're not wearing it on the show. It's definitely yeah. The, Ed, Ed Hardy was yeah, definitely it was on the downslope. So that would have been that would have been the reason to right. kind of bring it up. I wrote down in this funeral scene, uh, first off, the open casket bit, the, the, there were so m- many funny things. The six times out of 10, there's a snake in the casket. Yeah. <laughs> James <laughs> delivers it so well. He's just like, and when he says, shh, 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 to Gus, I was like, oh, is this our first shush? When he, when he's always <laughs> just like, shh, 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 he does that. Anyway, I thought it was, I, those were my, my, from this scene, I'm still on this scene. That was great. And you know, what's really fun about this scene is, is when you see all the coverage, just watch the, the, the drips of rain coming down mm-hmm. off of the, uh, off of our tarp. They're so prevalent because you can see it was getting really, really hard rain at some point. So Ugh. thank God we had that tent. Um, yeah. because this, I don't know how we would have done this scene. And, uh, but it is, it is really funny to see the, lo- the levels of rain because the sun comes out in Vancouver for four minutes and then it goes back to pouring rain. And as soon as you change the angle, then, uh, then, you know, the rain's either going to start or stop depending on what it was doing the last time. And then, <laughs> then at that time, so it was still Michael McMurray, right? Cause the DP yes. always has, this is always such a nightmare for them because lighting wise, Everything changes the second the sun comes out or goes in. Right. So you're always having to like adjust with the weather. Man, man. Well, and if you look closely, the very last thing we did that day was what we call the swap into Sean's eye was when he looks down and sees the bullet okay. hole inside uh, on Shabby's uh, skin. So 
that was the last thing we did. And we were just so out of light. The top of the tent is just black. There's no, there's no detail. There's nothing behind it. It was, uh, and we had probably like three and a half minutes before, uh, before we had to move all the trucks out of there. Shooting in Stanley Park is amazing. Oh, right. And I used to do it all the time. And Andy used to joke that I would only write my scripts for me to be able to go to Stanley Park and spend the day. <laughs> but, but there's so many challenges um, that the, the least of which was the thing. The rain didn't slow us down. The shabby didn't slow us down. The funeral, all that stuff didn't slow us down. What you get at the place where we had that funeral is we were at the end of the of the runway for the seaplanes to take off. So there is a there is the sound of a plane every I don't know a minute forty five seconds, just, oh and it takes goodness. forever. And they go right over the spot where we are, and then they kind of veer off one <laughs> direction or another, and they go to Nanaimo or Van or Victoria Island. So there were so many challenges um, that day for for us to be able to get that level of of uh, just the James, yeah, and uh, and Gus's. You know, his emotion at oh. the death of Javi is just, he's distraught. Yeah. It's, it's so sweet. It's, it's a local a treasure for goodness sakes. Yeah. Maggie, there was a great shot of as they're kind of after they realize it's he was murdered. Mm-hmm. They walk up the hill a little bit and they we meet the um the um female aquarium worker. April MacArthur. And there's a see Brooke, that's why that's what we had you on the show. Uh, that's the character's name in Brooke Dorsey, yeah. who's fantastic. Yeah. But there's it's, a great shot of the um of the seawall one. It's like, oh, it's it's one of my, Maggie my spots. We we had bought for that first shot. I, I had gotten a crane, and we and we uh, and we had the crane uh, come up at the beginning where you see that hole of the tent. And so then we had this the next piece where she comes and sort of conspiratorially says, "Hey, something's going on here." So we were just going to set up to do a regular shot, and then I just look down the hill and I go, "I want to see that second beach down below there, and you can see the seawall." Uh, so I said, let's shoot it off the crane. So now the camera has to look down and see the beach before it comes and lands on the uh, on the three of them. That was cool. So I would have never like, I, you know, they would have never allowed me to have that crane for that shot. But since right. we already had it, uh, <laughs> that's that's how we do it on psych. It's like oh, if we already have something now we can use it for production value. You do six crane shots just because <laughs> I ha- how. OK. So the sea lion in the casket. Yes. Who who designed this? It was so funny, and it was also it looked so real. You know, the amazing thing about Shabby the sea lion is um, we had that built, but once again, in the world of we never had enough money to do anything, we only had enough money to build half of the sea lion. <laughs> right. So it's only a head. It's, well, it's half. It's right down the middle. So when it's laying flat there, it lays flat. And that's oh how God. also it fits into the into that casket. Oh my God, that's fantastic. So yeah, so you flip it over and it's just, it's just flat foam. It's like the inside <laughs> of a, it's like a couch cushion. I have an amazing picture of Andy Berman and I, because Andy flew up um, to be my on-set guy uh, for this one. And um, I have an amazing picture with us, with Shabby, and he's in a wheelbarrow. And um, um, just that's how they would be able, have to get around because he's right. so heavy. But I have no idea um, where it is, and, and I'm looking forward to finding it someday. Maybe Andy has it. Yeah, uh, I want to find my, my owl picture, too. We have to find these. We should post these. For sure. 
Yeah. So Shabby was, was, we, we sent it out to be built. And this is, you know, once again, I always say when you have your own television show, uh, for me, it's like, I wrote this script. I don't know. We, we shot it probably like week, the like 11th or 12th, 13th. Cause I could never leave until towards the end of the season. Cause I had my regular job in post and in the writer's room. And so I ended up writing it almost near the beginning because I knew we were going to have to build the sea line. We were going to have to get the aquarium, um, which is, you know, virtually impossible to, to book. So, you know, what we always say with time, money and quality. And so um, time is the only thing we can really control. And so, you know, we just wrote way out ahead on this one. Um, and also it was just so fun to write, you know, this is, it, it's always wish fulfillment with me. And this was wish fulfillment to the 10th degree because uh. I love the aquarium. I hung out there as much as Tim did. And the fact that we were going to get to go in there and, and mess around for the, for the night was, was too exciting a prospect. It was really fun. I remember, I remember, uh, a couple of nights shooting there as well. That was, uh, it's such an it's such an interesting space too because like when nobody else is there there's like a it's the same as a museum like it's very there's like a spooky yeah element it's really cool um, yeah you're there you're there with with the animals right so it's yeah. it's like it's it is it's a little different because there is our spookiness to you know the the space museum or whatever when nobody like, else is there and all the walls but, are carpeted so it's it's like hyper quiet yes right, yeah. right. Right. And then you, you, we could only imagine that like, you know, the penguins and the dolphins and the, every, the sea lions and everybody were just kind of like, they must've been thrown. Right. They must've been like, yeah. why are all these people here? What is happening? <laughs> like it's our quiet time. It's our, it's yeah. our peace it's time. Dark. This is when it's we party. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the penguins because it interrupted their poker game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, I wanted to shout out. I, I thought Brooke Dorsey, who I've, I've seen a few times even since then, she is the sweetest person and such a sweet character and is April MacArthur. April is MacArthur. April's, um, made a name by any chance? It's, it's close. So oh, it was, okay. it was, it was as close as I, but it, the character is named after my wife. So oh, that was, that's what yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that was one of my questions. I was like, is April, April? Yes. Uh, April, yeah. April was April and, and Brooke got to be April in the, in this episode. And the most important thing that happened out of this episode was when we found out we were going to be able to shoot in the aquarium, the, the deal was I would take her to go to that night shooting but oh. but the challenge was we didn't have a babysitter we didn't have anybody who could take care of our now two kids at this point right. so the the greatest save in the history of of the psych series was kelly kolchak took her ended up staying at the sutton place and and watched our kids the first the first for our youngest the first time uh, he'd had a babysitter um for when for this episode oh my god really so, so once right. again kelly uh, um saved the day. above and beyond the call of duty and and saved it and it was it was awesome and amazing and so great that is the sweetest story. When uh, Chris came up for this episode, Kelly came up for this episode, my wife, my family <laughs> came, everybody came up for this episode, which as you guys know, as soon as you do something fun, everybody comes. Everybody, everybody shows up. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's everybody, right. everybody wants to be, nobody's there when you're down in Terminal City for, uh, for six nights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they that's true. One of my favorite things too, uh, was, uh, the rivalry between, um, Gus and Sean over a girl 
And <laughs> it's kind of hard to see in that scene when they're in the office when he keeps, like, touching her because, like, touching her just, like, trumps everything, right? So he, like, they had, like, a, a brush of something at when they were talking at the tent. And so... And if you, in the way the camera is set up, you just can see Sean, like, be, like, annoyingly. And she's just talking and kind of ignoring it, but he just keeps touching her right. throughout uh, the scene. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, and Gus slapping his hand away. Oh. And it's, it is, I mean, it's on the fringes of their characters because they're, they're, they're the opposite of Lotharios, right? They, they think they're much <laughs> right. smoother than they are. <laughs> right. But the, the problem that happened here is, like, the heat between you and James was too hot in real life and, and all that stuff. So we're like, we have to get all of anything because we knew you guys are going to be together very right. quickly. We can't hold right. it up. And so, so it's like, we have to get all this out before uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the story uh, opportunity. So the, the idea oh, right. was like, okay, they're going to rival over this girl. And then, uh, and then the idea, uh, the idea of call, I call her just like, I thought was uh, was 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 a perfect like level of like that's so ridiculous. And, like high uh, school, yeah, it was so cute. You can't call a person. Yeah, you yeah. can't call a person. She touched me. You bumped into her. Oh, but that's so funny. So you were like, okay, how many things can we squeeze out before there is a there is a uh, we actually put Sean and Juliet together? How many? How how long can we play this up between Sean and Gus? Can we get squeeze as many storylines out of this as possible? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was we were we, I, we were probably past it. You know, like it literally should have happened a little while ago. And I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but there's a great scene, Meg, between you and April, where um, <sighs> she's asking if basically right. if you thought there was anything wrong with her saying she was interested in telling Sean she was interested in him. And that's a great little, it's such a great little beat between you two because, um, or for, for O'Hara's character, because you can tell she is starting to feel for, for the yeah. Seansers. Yeah. And Brooke is like solid or April's like solid. Like, it's not like a kind of like, don't go there situation. I'm just like, why would I, why? I don't really know. Cause she's so sweet. She's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And the way she handles the whole thing is like, I love how all of that was written and played out. She's just such a doll. The whole relationship between the two of you is, is something, I, I always love the idea that, uh, for, and it was, it, it sort of came out of like, when, you, when, when you're the showrunner of the show, you're not the cast, you're not the writer, you're like, you're reluctantly the boss, you know, but you know, I don't ever want to be the boss. The first thing I did was take all the titles off the doors, you know, and just like, we're just a group of people, but you're still, you're kind of slightly isolated from everything else. And I always identified that with Juliet because Juliet is on this quest to find friendship and to find, but she, but have a girlfriend. she's so, yeah, yeah, and 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 there's there's just sort of this wonderful thing like you like you the two of you like instantly are like like it should have been your best friend throughout the show because uh, um, I love her but, so much. Yeah, we couldn't afford her, and she got a series right after that. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she was on um uh not covered of um. Not covered affairs. Royal she was Pains, on Royal, Royal Pains. Pains. Thank you so much. Yeah, she right. was uh, immediately almost right. Yeah, and wasn't she on a Lifetime well, show right after that? Um, well, she, was she's she done like a, a ghost she's or something. She's done. She's done a handful of the like Christmas movies and stuff. Well, Hallmark, Hallmark movies. I think. Yeah, I've yeah. seen her but, at some um, events. But yeah, she was on Royal Pains, and you know how that works, right? We geniusely find somebody <laughs> that's special, oh and then the network watches the cut of our show and goes, "Oh, she's really great." We should hire her for Royal Pains. Yeah. 
And then Which you can so nice. never have her again. Because by the end of the episode, right. again, jumping to it, her last scene with um, saying goodbye to Sean, oh. where um, he asked her out to dinner and she says uh, no, because she says how much she likes you and wants you and Sean to have a shot. Was is, I was like, oh, these two are going to be best friends. I can't believe we don't see her back. Yeah. Yeah. So the mystery is uh, solved. She got <laughs> she she got p- pulled onto another USA show because but it just says so much though about your about the casting as well on this show and like us finding people it's true though everyone who comes on I'm always like he's so good she's so good and then yeah you find out they're on another show immediately or they've either become massive stars or they're yeah. massive stars that we get to come do the show for that reason wait so how did we get the dolphin how is the dolphin situation with the talk back with Sean tell tell please tell me about this. <laughs> Well, this is this comes out of um, uh, I, I I decided I you know you need that sort of thing that that, that his thing in their history that's uh, that Sean's this, it's Sean's white whale and the thing would <laughs> be funny if Sean is just <laughs> dedicated to riding a dolphin just like they do on <laughs> cartoons or in the it's old nineteen so seventies uh, thing so I, I love it. it would be it, and it also was great because it informed the flashback. So, you know, right. uh, so we could actually do the flashback, which, by the way, shot by Mel Damsky, the flashback, because really? because oh. there were so many days on this shoot because it was such a big episode. Mm-hmm. And we I think we lost the location at the last second. Um, we had to shoot it like two weeks later and I couldn't come back because I was uh, mm-hmm. editing and and right. uh, and doing my my real job as the, as they would say. So Mel shot that whole um, that whole bus flashback at uh, Capilano College up at the top of uh, by the <gasps> Capilano at the Capilano suspension bridge where um, wow. um, where um, Sean and Juliet had their um, their first almost date and mm-hmm. uh, right next to where um, um, very nearby to where the first Sean and Juliet kiss was. So yes, it was Aww. a lot of stuff there. And and Mel did the greatest thing for me is that when the uh, when Liam and when the kids were looking out the window, um, he shot them with their with their mouths right below where the window pane was. <laughs> so yeah. I was able yes, to. I thought about that again. <laughs> I could put the words anywhere I want, and that scene just clicks. And it's I was so like, good. Oh God, genius, Mel! Thank you so much. It's really, really, it's really good. Um, Steve, I want to get it. You have, I know you have like pages there of, uh, oh wait, how um, did we get a dolphin to, t- how, wait, how, I want to know how that happened. How do we get the dolphin to, yeah, was uh, it a dolphin trainer? Just like, but like sh- with, there were, there's so many requirements, um, with having access to an aquarium. We had to have, we had to hire like six dolphin trainers that night anyways. And so when we go to the underground office later, not spoiler alert, as what we see is the dolphins are swimming around. There's all these lights during what, what is what's happening is above there are seven or eight <laughs> dolphin trainers. They're up there throwing fish at the dolphins, just making them go crazy, having them do tricks. So that's why there's that sort of magical all these windows of of dolphins oh. swimming around there. So we had the 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 dolphin. Uh, we had a guy there, or it was it was a girl. I wish I remember her name, but it was fourteen years ago. So I probably um, you're you're you're. It's allowed. It's allowed. It, it was it was a seminal moment in my uh, in my existence. I should remember. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So they were there, and they would they would they could. The dolphins are so smart. They do so many things. Uh, that they're better than any Morrissey we've ever had. 
anymore. <laughs> so they could do anything. But the funny thing about that is, um, once again, this is—it's always about running out of time. And it took so long to get the the lights set up, and we weren't allowed to move into the last second. It's it's four in the morning by the time all this stuff is happening. And the last stuff we shot was looking back down at the dolphin because you don't see anything except straight down in the water. So I would have done a lot more stuff if we had time, but we needed, we needed the dolphin to, uh, to, to convince Sean to feed it. And, uh, and the whole fall of uh, does not love fa, which is a James, uh, bit. Um, mm -hmm. that's one of the fan questions, by the way, where does Paul does not love Paul come it's, from? It's from the movie called mm -hmm. day of the dolphin. Although, you know what, it that might be an Andy Berman. So I don't, I don't, if I, I want to always want to give credit. Yeah. Um, by the I way, I thought it might be day of the dolphin. By the Day way, the, the secret of success when you have your own television show is give everybody credit. Because at the end of the day, no one really cares. They're like, oh, it's still great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's so but good. It's like, so that was either Andy or James. Um, let's let's say let's say they came up with it together. Maggie, I want to jump back several minutes in the episode. So after the funeral, we show back to the SBPD once we discover this. Or once this theorized that there was a murder, so we're back mm -hmm. at SPD with uh, Vic's office, and um, you show up with April, and you're so excited because I have a friend. You have a friend, and and you're totally <laughs> down with April's theory because it turns out you're the shabby cam is your screensaver. <laughs> oh my god, right. I loved this. I loved this. It was very fun and true. And we, I would totally have, have that. We have a total show first. It is the first time in the history of the show. That Lassiter shows up full Sternbush in the office. Disheveled. <laughs> Disheveled Lassie, I wrote down. <laughs> I loved it. Just a little bit, your hair, the whole thing. It looked good. I thought you looked great. Because he, he just revealed that he's had a really rough week with this diamond smuggling case. And we we, we see Vic, and she was um, at the Phil Collins concert, which I think is a, there's a psychic premonition here because episodes later, it was a few episodes ago, we talked about, she has a line where, I can't remember which episode it was, where uh, Sean says something about Henry thinking it's Phil Collins, and she says Phil Collins lives in lives in France. And Sean says, "How does she? Know, how does Vic know so much about Phil Collins?" And so now we realize she's a huge <laughs> Phil Collins fan. It's a huge um, runner that that is is so under the surface. So if if, if you do know that, that Vic is a huge Phil Collins fan, I mean third row center, that's a big deal. Yeah. And <laughs> and backstage passes, I think she said. Yeah. <laughs> so I also uh, like Oh good. Oh no. I, I was gonna point out another wardrobe thing. I thought she had she had she looked fantastic. I thought she had with her jewel she had like this big, I wrote down like their giant necklace. I was expecting Tim to but Tim the color to, was the color was not popped because I was looking yeah. for it. It wasn't as popped. It wasn't as popped, but yeah. Okay, so speaking of wardrobe, you're back in electric oceanized blue. Electric oceanized blue, it's true. Are we to the C. Leone yet? Oh, no, it was coming up. We're so now we're almost there. Now we go By to the, the way, um... Tim, I have to, what, what I love that you do in that scene when you come in and watch it, there's like a, there's like a three-quarter side shuffle you're doing. And I don't know if it's just to present the, the stern bush, but it's a, there's sort of this sort of Fred Astaire thing that you're doing just in your regular movement. You talk and about in the interrogation scene with the boys? Yeah, when you when you're in the police station, you're kind of because you're you know, and it's another step. By the way, speaking of, we we got Juliet's quest to find a friend, Vic's uh, thing with uh, there's Collins. a lot of under the surface stuff. But one of my other favorites is Lassiter's endless war with the Santa Barbara Mirror. 
He hates this paper. This paper has just been the bane of his existence. Yeah. For for the entire run of the show. Late, later, they'll uh, they they they're the ones who come up with Detective Dipstick, right? <laughs> yes. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I don't know about you guys, but I swear sometimes I can get so fixated on a problem that it can literally like take up my entire day <laughs> and I lose a whole day to it. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easy to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small. I, you guys know I've talked about BetterHelp so much on here, how easy it is to use, how quickly you can sign up, how it is tailored so that you can feel safe in the experience. And all I can say is everybody, everybody could use someone to talk to at some point about something. It is helpful. It's a release. It helps clear our brains out so that we can actually solve problems. <laughs> if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. You guys, it's just so easy. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash pineapple today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pineapple. It's like our run. It's like our real life run in the show with, I hope this is okay to say, with Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Yes. Here's the thing. Entertainment Weekly and 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 Psych World not only made up they've become our one of our closest and dearest um, uh, and the like one of the first places we go with any kind of uh, you know big reveal so we we had one person we had to convince uh, of the show and uh, um, and you know to each their own uh, I, I understand the show is probably not for everybody but we try we're trying. Right. Steve, what are you talking about? The show is is for everybody. That's, right. Right. That's the thing. There is it's something for wrong with everyone, them. Steve. Yes, <laughs> come on. Uh, anyway, in the scene where you where the spelling out, even Sean and Gus in this of like having to give up the the victim, the name, the spelling it out. It's so. I just wrote down. This is so classic. It's so good and lassie not getting not getting it Thessalion is it French Thessalion is is one of my favorite lines you've ever given me Steve (laughs) what is that French truly it's one of those lines that I still I kind of wake up and just and think of of that line of Thessalion (laughs) what is that French (laughs) it's it's one that's just stuck with me and is in the back of my head all the time that I love so it was so delightful to to get to see that line again the and the playing of the um the sort of the desperate laster going to the boys for help uh-huh. was really fun and um oh yeah yeah and uh, yeah for him to, for you to, to be so desperate i mean that scene is the closest we've come to the marx brothers right with the uh, uh, weight six seven hundred pounds yeah, yeah. you're no. like oh <laughs> yeah yes you're like whoa yes. i wrote uh, also I, just, I also wrote down uh and i don't think we're at the scene yet but hummingbirds saw telemachia yes right wow but Steve, also, there's, there's something you allowed me to do in the scene physical, which uh, I'm really grateful to. When I sit down in the chair to reach, reach the guys, I don't sit down. I, 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 for some reason, I'd step over the back of the chair. Yes. 
because I've got these long getaway sticks. So yeah, um, and you just allow me to be so silly and dumb that way. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, and it's it was you know it's one of those things too that um, because this episode is so packed. There's like four or five scenes in the interrogation room that I had to put in there just to build a day out of not, but just we couldn't even move the cameras. We were so tight. So there's a scene that there's a scene later with uh, with Juliet and April yeah. where they're just being friends. They're hanging out there with some chips um, in the interrogation room, like you do. Uh, I think we did, yeah, because that's, that's a normal place in a to park hang out or something originally, and then we're yeah. just like, you know what? They can just stay in the in the interrogation room. <laughs> yeah, well, she wanted to talk about it's... something private. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Ted had been in there and there's that moment where Brooke sort of, he he was, he was supposed to see her walk by, but she had to lean in. It was very funny. That was also, that's funny. Then we jump to the morgue, the mortician that we never see again, which is, yeah, because it gives us, it gives us Woodrow Strode. Yeah. I think this is the last one before Woody. I'm I'm not 100%. I'm assuming because we, we built, the, the morgue set so then like now we got it now we need to use it so we got to hire a new mortician yeah we would just oh. have people come in and we, we weren't ever th- i mean the the majesty that is woody strode um wasn't even in my head it was created i i think james was it james and todd who created woody james and someone else once again giving credit to somebody else but i have to imagine james was part of that but um, we also have to give you credit because you sign off on everything you let well, everybody yeah, be free to be and, silly it's pretty easy when you see uh, when you see it on the page. It's like, oh well, of course. And then Kurt Fuller, who's just magical. Yes, Tim. I was going to say, Maggie, I got to bring the scene with the mortician. You are so. First of all, we both have wardrobe changes. I'm in a different suit. You've gone from electric blue back to lemoncello yellow. <laughs> For some strange, it's like I decided I had to run home and change before I go into the morgue and look yeah. at the dead sea line. Well, well, is it just a different, you know, period? <laughs> just, and, and also, and I, and we don't want to wear like our nicest things. It's so to the to the you know to go to the morgue. So yeah, you need to wear. Apparently, change. last I got home, looked in the mirror and went, "Oh my god, that's way too much Chernobush. I got to put on a blue tie right. to, bring, <laughs> to bring up my eyes." Well, hasn't but, something um, happened? Because there's no way that they would have added a wardrobe day. My God, no. that was the thing we used to always get. You know, like can we take one more day <laughs> off out of it? And it's like. Really, for one more costume change, suddenly they have to be up from four in the morning until eleven forty-five at night. You know, but, but uh, sorry, but Maggie, I was saying something. The the mortician reveals you get really sad, and you give you give Shabby this look of pity on the way out. That's just adorable. Oh, I know. I'm so sad for him. It's so fun to get to like to get to play that as well like this whole episode just to play like i have a new friend oh shabby like we're learning all these little things <laughs> about juliet it's like i'm a little girl all of a sudden it's very cute it was well, very and the, it's, the great thing about your friendship with with the april character is like she's a little crazy because she <laughs> never she never tells them like she gets them to the wall and that doesn't tell them they're gonna have to break in no and then you know and she's just like she boosted him over the top she'd been fired from her job she's like you know uh she and the great thing brooke always plays it with a little like yeah uh, so <laughs> no she's very very good and a doll but your, your look to shab on the way out is like a sad face emoji it is it is the it is what it sad was, face emojis are based on yes it those, was that, just that's the dynamite. kind of sad face pre it was pre-sad face emoji pre-sad face and emoji t- Tim, you're also underselling how great you are in that scene because the the the, the desperate Lassiter 
But when Desperate Lasher gets hurt and realizes he just he just exhumed a sea lion and, and he's so mad. But the whole let's see, sea lion, net, ocean, case closed. I love that whole <laughs> run that you do. Oh, there, there's a case closed, which and I do some physical minds like case closed, which is very, very reminiscent yeah. of crab trap. Yes, very reminiscent <laughs> of crab trap. And I like how you um you said, yes, yeah, swimming around, probably swimming around with the wrong crowd. Uh, <laughs> that was very funny did he have any tattoos i think you yes. say or something <laughs> well that's your writing but steve just you know my 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 subtext in company maggie was how awesome i was in the scene oh yes yes <laughs> you were so it's so good i love all the lassie uh the the lassie the absolute desperation to solve this thing and know what it is and be the hero oh it's so good and yeah, put it all together so now i think we're out we're out in the boy's going to steal Henry's incredibly expensive boat, which how the hell did Henry afford a boat like this? <laughs> how the hell does he live in any of the places? I mean, he lives on the water there uh, at, at his traditional house. And then the house he moves into in Psych 3 is extraordinary. Oh, the loft right, is amazing. Right, yeah. right. The retired yeah. cop who has it all. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he was he was part of a group of cops who were stealing uh, who, were, who were stealing money. <laughs> he said he was the good one, but who knows? We don't know. The I I don't think this is is in any way in chronological order, but uh, uh, the out of sight references. Yes, yeah, so good. Oh, we we really jumped ahead of that era. Just, okay, I know I'm jumping which, ahead. Uh, I'm sort of jumping but, um, all over just because. Let we're... me just say the bad guy who we meet out on the water. Yeah. Slight degree of separation. Yet another one is okay. played by my friend Jamie McShane, who I met doing oh. the pilot of Deadwood, who's a great actor. And then it turns out my yeah. kids, Nora and his son Luke, ended up going to high school together. Oh wow, that's so cool! So it was really yeah, fun Jamie's, to see. Yeah, Jamie's Jamie's really great. He was really fun. And yeah. a dynamite, and really yeah, really fun. This episode, a dynamite actor in general. Do you, you want to know some, good. some great inside info about that scene where they find them out at sea? We um, we scouted for a long time looking for a place, but because it's September and it's Vancouver, the ocean was just, there's no way we could shoot that on the ocean. So we ended up finding a warehouse down like in Burnaby and the both of those boats are on gimbals in a dark warehouse in in the hottest day of the shoot, like bright sunlight. And uh, I was so worried about selling that as the ocean. Uh, you know, we got we went out and got one shot of two boats next to each other. Yeah. But all those conversations were uh, were of, OK, we're going to put two gimbals. We have people going up once again, Jeff Plekis, probably everybody down there uh, moving <laughs> the boats course, back. And James forth. was massively disappointed they didn't get to be out on the open sea. In a right. Boat. I'm right. Sure. Right. <laughs> it's it's funny, by the way. Yeah, I got to um, I took James uh, out of being in the ocean. Uh, uh, so that's that's his gift. By the way, we need to talk about that at the end. That was the coolest part when we actually do go out the ocean. But um, but I never it thought it would. <laughs> it I cool never thought you. it would work <laughs> being inside this warehouse. So I brought in these giant fans. Um, and then I brought misters in so oh my to, God. to spray water and we had fog machines. It was like, because I was so nervous about it and it actually, it works because it, you have, it totally plays. All, you have all of these elements just going crazy on, on top of each other, but it was all out of my total fear of, uh, of the, of the shots even working. And your, your total talent. Well, is this the second episode you directed now and you've already learned this much? Is it the second? I I think maybe. it was the second. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible, wow. Steve. Right. That is crazy because it looks so good. 
I well, it, it was it was it was once again give credit to everybody else. It was it was production design. It was all these all these these things. And you can Chris, take credit, Steve. <laughs> everybody rallied around Steve's yeah. success, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and Steve is smart enough to surround himself with talented people. There you go. There you, you go. You hire, so, look who's on this episode of, of, the, of the psych of the podcast, and that shows it right there. You yeah. obviously, um, Chris, a massive talent and assist to your boy steve there mag and i okay (laughs) (laughs) tim the secret the secret of business is you hire amazing people and then you let them do their job that's that's all you just get out of the way right and and that also describes our cast doesn't it that's exactly what it is so it's uh it's that it's that simple and then you have you have the words and and by the way once again Gus, don't be exactly half of an eleven pound ham. That's James Roday. That's or James Rodriguez. But it was Roday at the time. Yes. <laughs> so, huge, so let's go back to the um, out of sight scene. Oh yeah. Okay. Maggie, okay. Good. I interrupted Maggie. Sorry. It was there, so, so good. And James has his has his iPhone with his psych iPhone cover on from the previous episode that he got from Henry for Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice continuity yeah, that was nice there. Meta. And um, yeah, it's really it's really nice. And it also was it was great because just as this episode was done, pretty much the internet was fully available. So they really should have had more capabilities to communicate uh, with uh, with their phones. So <laughs> That's great. there's a, there's another great like twenty two layers down. There's a bit that <laughs> Chief Vic is an amazing texter when when you had to do the. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. The, the different numbers when you have to do the four yeah. letters off the thing. Yeah. And there's this weird, and, it, and it's been in like two or th- probably twice or three times during the run of the show, but she's just a, just the greatest texter of all time. How? We don't know. We don't know, but she just <laughs> happens to be. She has a lot of mysterious talents. <laughs> yeah, she, she has. She, you know what? She has double jointed thumbs. Yes, exactly. So I, I want to jump to the wrap up because it's uh, not the wrap up, the um, breakdown, the breakdown when, um, uh, you and I run in to save the day and say basically shave save Sean and Gus's lives. <laughs> There's the line of when he goes, I'm I'm stalling. Yeah. And he says, Why? <laughs> and Gus says, Because he's the Rucker Howard reference, because he's Dutch. That just right. killed me. Why? <laughs> because he's Dutch. Was that written or was that was that improv from those boys that was that was in the script but it also it was james it was james like he wanted to uh he wanted to add it so i I believe it's in the script pages but it was a full-on james uh anytime you talk about rucker hauer yeah it uh, became much like became much longer as as it progressed over time which is Stalling, stalling, stalling. Why? Stalling. Because he's Dutch. Was just had me on the floor. (laughs) So funny. That was a really cool uh, shot too. Like when when the shot above, like, and you see everybody kind of coming in, like, so, oh like, yeah, that's oh, so fun. It was well, that, so cool. That's the Gold Star Canning Company, um, which is now a, a sea museum. And strangely enough, they made they canned salmon in there in Steveston, and in, that is in the background as Sean um, proposes and Julia uh, to Juliet, and as they get married right. in Psych the Movie One. That is yeah. ex- that's. When we talked about that movie doing the chase, I said I want to go back to Steveston, same place, we, exactly the same place we went for six uh, six feet under the sea. So this the seeds of our first movie were planted right wow. here. We knew we wanted to do that. And hey, Steve, while we're talking about movies, let me plant a seed. So when we do the fourth movie, yeah. inevitable fourth movie, 
Uh, Maggie and I have talk, talked about this in the past. I think we really need to have um, Sean and Julia. Wait, hold, um, hold, what? wait, what? 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 pause. What was that? What? I don't pause. know what you're talking about. There I don't was know a visual about. that just happened. And something weird Tim happened. Tim, hold the thought. Um, Steve, what's yeah. to your right and a little bit behind you? Um, I have I have scripts around. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to say what the scripts are, but uh, but occasionally we're going to like, screenshot that just so you know. <laughs> oh well, then let me get a different look on my face. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Um, I think Maggie and I have talked about how uh, Juliet and Sean really need to renew their vows because Lasser needs to be at the gosh darn wedding. It's still stuck in my craw that I mean, I was recovering from that thing, so I couldn't be in the movie as much. It was it, very but, um, spontaneous, yes. But you know, for darn sure, that Lasser would have fought to have been uh, the maid of honor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yes. Woody would have uh, Woody would have uh, been ousted and thrown into the water when he tried to, uh, to steal the bouquet. Then I would have fought, oh, fought, ev- fought every other person there. <laughs> oh, to get to be so a part cute. of Juliet's wedding. Maybe we'll bring the psych out back, even if it's not in the script, and maybe we'll have a, a funny psych out, a psych out wedding. Oh. There we go. Well, you know, I, like I, think, like, renewal. I think that's something that people could get behind. They can market it that way. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think it's one of those things we need we need to do. We need to do it in a in a, in a Oh, big by the way. way, I've already promised Susie Hinton that she gets a scent visit on the fourth movie. So Oh my God, that would be the greatest. <laughs> That would be the greatest thing for us. Maybe we can just go shoot part of it in Oklahoma. Oh, do that too. Yes. I don't know Ven- what we would do there, but we could just go. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Steve, we'll write it. Or maybe Psych 5 in Oklahoma. Uh, six. Yeah. Susie's horses. Five, six. It's got to be. So- you know, it was funny because I was looking up the Rockford Files um, this week. And the Rockford Files did like you do. 123 episodes. We did 123 episodes and they did eight movies. And my signature says six movies, but I'm changing it to eight now. Yes. Because I like it. Uh, because <laughs> just to match the Rockford Files exactly, one of the greatest shows ever made. I love that. You guys, so, we have a bu- we have fan a ton of fan questions, and I'm sure okay. even Steve, well, so we can hold bounce on, I around. Have more. No, I, have I, more. I was gonna say we can Steve do fan has, questions Steve has and, three more and pages. stories. Good. I want to nope. hear more. No, the one the one thing I wanted to talk about is like you know I want once again James does not love being out at sea all day. Um, <laughs> oh really? Yes. I don't know if you know. So I specifically tra- wrote all the stuff with Sean stealing the boat, so we could do it in the harbor at Steveston. And by the way, that was James driving the boat, doing that, just doing that that. 270 turn in the in the harbor. I don't know what you what you call that when you're in a boat. That's how little I know about boats. But uh also um, a cool but, crane shot out there, I noticed oh as my well. God. Yes, that uh, was also very cool. I was like, oh, 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 we're going up. This is so neat. It was uh, anyway, go on. Pre, and that yes, shot pre-drones. And, yeah, yeah. And Corbin running out with his arms out. Uh, that was shot. That was Marco from from the back of the boat. Uh so amazing. Marco yeah, Chicone. Exactly. And Marco, we had so much fun doing that thing because we just flying, we were just flying through the harbor. And then we had, of course, every time you do one shot, you have to wait for 26 other boats to get uh to get in place. Uh, so because it's a work, you know, it's still a working wharf. Uh, but we had to go over and then do the bad guy boat. And of course, that leads us to uh to our out of sight sequence, which by the way, one of my favorite movies ever. And uh I just I immediately 
immediately I knew I wanted to do Sean and Gus snuggling uh, underneath the boat. It's and... the red light. It's the whole thing. It is so, for those of us who know out of sight, it is like, that is the signature, that's the signature <laughs> shot. And it was so good. It was so and good. There's, I, I, I've insisted on that red light, but there's no logical reason in the world that there's a red light. They're lit by the red light because it's a tail light inside the car and the trunk that they're stuck in. But for me, it's, I guess it's just, there's, you know, there's a red light underneath the, uh, sure. underneath the smuggler's yeah. hatch. I don't know if there's a, light. Yeah, a it's necessary. The for the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's the brake lights for the boat. I, is it necessary in the out of sight scene either? I don't think it is. Sometimes you just need a red light. And the funny thing, once again, psych on a budget, always psych on a budget, because uh, we do feel the compliments Chris and I will always take is we're amazing producers because mm. we do <laughs> so much. And it's not it's not that we're great. We're, we do so much with what we're given. Uh, we built that entire under that set is literally the <laughs> it's just so embarrassing <laughs> underneath directly underneath your um, your two desks. In the SPPD set, stop it. We literally stop put it. a roof on that, and then we crawled under there. Poor Marco, and we shot the two of them underneath there. It's using the wood that's holding up our set. That is the uh, that is the the stuff that surrounds them. And then we just threw a bunch of nets, and I I just kept pulling props out, and I go put more <laughs> in there, put more. Scrappy, so, scrappy. I think yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have to come up with like a new phrase of like psych savvy or something of like being able to work with the budget in a way and make it look so freaking cool. It looked fantastic. Yeah, it looks it's, so good. It's, and it's it, and by the way, the James and, and Dulé for it, just think about uh, you probably at some point looked under under our stages yeah. and and it's like it's first of all it took four minutes for them to crawl to the place where we were shooting and then they had to sit there and the, i don't know if i wrote this line but the, the point where sean asked gus to scratch his leg because yeah. the elastic <laughs> of his sock they wrote it down i wrote that down. oh god i i you know there's there's i i like all That's the little lights uh, all the little lines i i love when they're on the boat and they say that they, the reason they turned off their lights is because they thought that sharks couldn't see, couldn't see you if you were in the dark. <laughs> and, then, and then they That's thought so the guys cute. were going to uh, gonna kidnap them. So he says, and we, we both have hepatitis. Yeah. As if that was like, <laughs> Dang it. We were going to, we were going to kidnap these guys, but they got hepatitis. So you know what? That's not worth it. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Oh, so good. There are so many nuggets in this one. Is this the first, by the way, uh, I'm sure the psychos will know. I'm sure you guys would know the first Jack. You know what? I, I wrote, have that. I wrote, oh, I have I wrote that. that down too. I said, I wonder if this is the first Jack. I, I think it might be. I think uh, it might. If we all did that, it has to be. For yeah. all the sea lions, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a good thing. There's a little tribute to uh, to Finding Nemo when uh, when Gus can't say sea anemones. Oh. Um, and so. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. And uh, that, that comes. Yeah. I think I put more tributes to Finding Nemo than any other person. <laughs> not, not on Disney. It's so good, though. It's so good. I'm just now getting that because when I saw it, I was like, that's so cute. But of course, that's a reference to Nemo <laughs> or Finding Nemo. Yeah. And I also and love then, 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 uh, James, James says that uh, that he would if and if they played good cop bad cop he would be bad cop but not because not because he's the bad guy but just general tardiness because <laughs> of, yeah. of lateness <laughs> that's how he would be bad cop. <laughs> 
It's great. Uh, God, and the back and forth at the end with uh, Brooke when the, he goes from the dolphin to the whale, writing the oh. yeah. And the way he delivers all of that, like a shy, kind of embarrassed little boy, but he has to ask. He has <laughs> to know. It's so good. And he's so disappointed. And I, I actually, I did a lot of research mm-hmm. for this. Um, cause I didn't know a lot about pinnipeds and all, and all that stuff. I mean, just right. from going to the aquarium. So I did a lot of research and then I did find out it is illegal to swim with dolphins in the, in the wild. So you can't, so if you're going to go out there, you're not supposed to. Right. And uh, so the, I thought that how great, how disappointed he would, uh, that he would be. <laughs> I also, I also love that, um, how, how nervous he is and, and not great at asking her out. Um, he is, and that he likes to go to dark restaurants and he brings his own candles. It was such a, it's so sweet because I feel like there is like almost, and now that I'm thinking about it, cause Lassie has this too, when he has to, when, when, uh, uh, like he's kind of flirting or she, uh, he gets this kind of vulnerable sweetness about him. Like we just had the Jane Lynch episode and he's just like it, it. And Sean, who is smooth and quick and like, same thing. He sort of gets into this little space of asking her out and he's like a shy little boy. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's a really vulnerable. It's fun that we get to have those moments as well. I guess Juliet too in this episode has that with the friend. It's yeah. like, oh, someone likes me. <laughs> the, only, the only person that's confident in this show with the opposite sex is Gus, and he has no idea how bad he's doing. Right. <laughs> that's also a sweet thing about Gus, yes. though, is like he goes into like he thinks he's so smooth. He's so smooth. It's so cute. Um, I'm going to just jump into fan questions because it might trigger some other of the okay, uh, right. memories and things. But uh, so so offer up anything else you want to share in this. But um, first fan question is this is why is this Steve Franks's favorite episode? Oh, well, first of all, because you get to shoot at the aquarium. I knew that was um, the answer. And two, it's because it's about it's about sea life, and and it's you know, I, I to me like this is what this show is it, that no, I've never seen anybody do a murdered sea lion or a sea lion funeral <laughs> and all that stuff. But and and on top of it, it's about all these character moments, you know, more than uh, more than anything. And it's just it's it's Juliet and Sean getting a little further down the line. It's it's these weird childhood things that you really wanted to uh, to accomplish, and it all coming together. And and it's it's a really sweet episode um, with a lot of big funny. Tim, you have uh, yeah, just to jump in along your, those lines to finish your thought for you, Voss. The character stuff. There's a beat at the end. At the very end, when um, Sean really like Sean saves the day for Lassiter, it's the first time we can mm-hmm. see Sean really coming up and stepping up as a friend and helping Lassiter. And he says it goes, it, it's a two way street, which yeah. is a really lovely, a lovely character beat between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. And once again, because you were so good, we were you, you, we needed you to be the antagonist for longer. Do you see, how I just it, brought that around. You see, you saying how good I wasn't. Give me a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah exa- well always always but it's uh, you know it, it was one of those things where we we pull we were pulling you guys closer together um you know sooner than than uh, than we initially thought we could drag it out <laughs> thought we could drag it out that's just, yeah um but I, but i do love it i love that uh, you know that uh Lassiter can't figure out what rasanante means by the way rasanante is don quixote's horse 
Um, <gasps> if you're wondering nice. the name, the name of the smuggler plane. Uh, oh, wow. That's yeah. It's it's not that impressive. I'm. I think it is. <laughs> it's, it's I was impressed by it. I am too. So and the the funny thing too is like this is one of those episodes that has has this whole backstory, this Laster backstory of this 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 plane. That he's mad that the police wouldn't let him chase this plane into this hurricane wind because apparently uh, when he fly helicopters, when there's rainbows in the sky, <laughs> <laughs> he's so upset with it. And uh, um, but uh, but you know it, it's so it's it's really it's really sort of great that they. There's so much going on, but at the same time, there's so much other funny happening that while mm-hmm. Laster is telling the story, the guys are doing something goofy or there's something with a sea lion. So it's, it's one of those things you have you have to watch it a couple times to sort of, oh, wow, okay, that pieces together to that and that type. And all of this story, all of this story in some future psych thing the, that we don't like even know about four? could come together. It could come, <laughs> it could mean something. Mm-hmm. That's very, very vague, Steve. We it don't know could, what you're talking about. You know, and, and a lot of things that happen during the show can mean something at some point. So, yeah, interesting. Does that mean you're cooking something? You're cooking something up? I, I, I'm just saying it can mean, it can mean something. Okay. Sure. Perfect. And it well, will. And most importantly about this episode, it, you know, it centers around animals. And as as our viewers should know, this is a group of animal lovers between Steve and me and Tim and Maggie and James and Andy Berman, who you know mm-hmm. did a cat episode, did a polar bear episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know how long we were trying to figure out how to do a dog rescue episode. Um, it's just, uh, it's always a joy to be able to be around them, and that was it was so much fun. And again, like Steve had, I don't know, your kids were, well, I guess they were like three something like that. I mean, they, they, it was season three. So, what, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe a little older than that, mm-hmm. four, like that. And yeah, but whenever uh, we shot this, yeah. Yeah. And mine were maybe five and now, you know, mine's going to college and Steve's is right behind. So it's, uh, it's fun to look back and realize that, you know, I think the, the catapult, the catalyst for this whole episode was you know, taking our kids to the aquarium. And my, and my wife most importantly yeah there is <laughs> a, always there is such a sweetness always to to the episode and you can almost tell it's like infused with that kind of uh kind of love and like innocence and like i mean we we from the very beginning bonded i mean look i've been on sets before where animals are not allowed um, and this was like from day one, it was like, no, our animals are all part of our family. And so they came up and were our mascots and a part. It's, it's one of the, I think the bonding thing. I, I, I love, love that about all of us and the support you guys have around that. Even just getting Morrissey, even a, a, a mm. pointing out a rescue dog in the movies, like pointing out like, oh, he doesn't, he's just scared. And he just wants like, like there's such care around it. And it's well, so and, right. sweet. And Chris, so you're the sweet. reason I, I know about best friends, you and you and you and Veronica. Yeah. And everybody with their kids being so young at the time, like so much of that driving it, you almost get the spirit of that in the episodes, you know? I mean, you do get the spirit of that in the episodes. It's like, we're all we're all big kids, but a lot of you all have kids. Yeah, so now maybe when we do the next psych movie or two, you you don't, you 
you'll get the bitterness of parents with teenagers instead of, <laughs> instead of the softness with parents with young children. That's great. <laughs> That's so funny. You mean there four, is- right? Psych, the next psych movie or the next throughout the next I'm four. In four i'm in four or five or six oh, yeah, yeah. Not sure okay, where it'll yeah, go yeah. And, and now we have to add seven and eight to the mix so we got to figure that out <laughs> that's what i'm saying uh we did mention andy berman's polar bear episode when in the scene where they're walking to um when april MacArthur is the lead procorse as april MacArthur. <laughs> on your television, <laughs> uh, is leading them towards the wall that they're going to climb. They are walking around the enclosure that the polar bear is in several years later in Andy Berman's polar bear episode, which is the the That's old right. Vancouver Zoo. So when you're in Stanley Park, there used to be That's a right. zoo right there. And uh, um, and that's where uh, that used to be a lion enclosure, not a polar bear enclosure. But we walk right around it. So what you're doing is you're seeing the future of Andy's directorial debut right there. That's and right. Andy chose to shoot in in uh, Stanley Park on the wettest day in the history of Stanley that's Park. That's right. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> this is the nugget Us. of why we have you, want you on the show all the time, Stephen Chris. Yes. Because <laughs> we so remember fun. some things. <laughs> yes. These yes. are so. It's just so good. Um, speaking of animals, have fan question. Have any okay. of you ever kissed a dolphin? Uh, I've never kissed a dolphin, but I have uh, I've uh, I've actually I haven't swam with the dolphins, but I have had the interaction where you get to go in the water and be there and then you basically pose and take a picture and oh. then uh, um, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. I've only done it from outside the tank, like so mm-hmm. uh, not tank, but like you know enclosure where. You feed them and then you pet them and then you like, you know, take pictures and stuff. But no, oh, I've never been in the water with the dolphins. That would be wait. amazing. No, no. Yes. Um, Dan Marino. Sorry. <laughs> he was with the dolphins. Dan Marino was the quarterback of the dolphins in the. Uh... <laughs> thank, thank God I didn't go with Gero Yapremian because that was yeah. my first. Ma- that was, was going to go. Maggie's face was like, wait. Is, what's wrong with Steve? I don't know what the Dan Marino reference. No, yeah, I get it. By the way, it's so I, he's, good. He's a very handsome man. I've never kissed him. Yeah. Um, oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what were you saying? I uh, said, uh, closest is I was once swimming within probably 12 feet of a sea turtle in Hawaii once. Ooh. Mm. It's not quite making out with a dolphin, but. I've done that. Of course, done you're that. not supposed to um, touch the, mm-hmm. the turtles, but. Um, I went snorkeling if, if once. I could, if I could have ridden one, I would. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I it's funny. Well, I went snorkeling a few times on a, on a trip, but mostly in one sp- uh, spot. And I did get to swim with the sharks and I got to, uh, Ooh. like, but in the Amazing. wild, it was crazy. It was, it was. I remember you, you've told this story yeah. on the podcast before. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was as surprised as Tim was at the time. Who didn't <laughs> know. And still he didn't know about you. And the stingrays, I got to like kind of hug, uh, like they kind of like come up and like, if you get into a, a little, I guess, school of them or uh, they will come up and almost like do this suction thing that feels like little kisses. And then, yeah. Yeah. Those and, are barracuda. Those and they were I trying saw- to eat you. <laughs> those, those, those have to be man. Those have to be manta rays. No, those are the manta right? rays. Correct. They were yeah. manta rays. Sting rays actually do sting. Oh, they do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they do it on purpose, but they do it out of defense. You're right? actually so, right. I have, a, I have a friend who stepped on a stingray, and the stinger went right up into his foot. And no. he said it was the most painful thing he's ever experienced. Yeah, the manta anyway, rays. So it was manta rays. The manta exactly rays are right. beautiful. Yeah, it was like I've touched French those Polynesian. in the little you know touch pond at SeaWorld or where. <laughs> yeah, 
They're they're very cool. They're actually very social. Yeah. Um, oh, and this this goes along with this. Did you guys get to hang out with any aquatic animals on set? We yes. did get to, uh, yeah, we get to, um, we got to hang out with the dolphins for sure. Um, the, but we got closer to the owl than anything else because I don't even think they were allowing us to throw fish into the water. It was, it was very, it was very regimented. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. We didn't get any super close. I will say the first night we were there, Steve, you'll remember this. <clears throat> we're sitting in our little, you know, director's chairs, things facing what we were shooting, which I think was the tank. And we were outside and it was freezing. And, uh, and I think we were rolling and we started hearing noise behind us. And I was like, oh, what crew member doesn't know that we're rolling and is like back there making noise or whatever. And I like turn around and like 15 feet behind us, there were trash receptacles and there was an entire family of raccoons that had just come <laughs> out of the bushes and just go, I'm sure they do it every night and they go into the trash receptacles and they just start kind of going through stuff to like, you know, look for some snacks. And so we had to take a break and then very politely, you know, ask them to leave so well, that we could keep shooting. The raccoons in Stanley Park are, they're like social. They'll come right up to you. They'll take food out of your hand. It's crazy. They'll like, put their little paws on your foot to, yes. for you to give them food. Yeah, Steal your wallet. Uh, <laughs> Steal your wallet with their little masks. <laughs> Speaking of sub sub runners, Sean's um, uh, unexplainable fear of raccoons comes from Stanley Park. Uh, when we, we, had st- uh, we had raccoons on the night we were shooting extradition or whatever that oh, yeah. uh, extradition the first one uh so there so there we go there's another the sub 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 runners are uh, are coming out big in this <laughs> all there um was this film we know the answer to this was this filmed at the vancouver aquarium yes, yes it was and yes, then, it was. this is a good question Ooh. do you have any childhood ambitions you would still love to fulfill like sean well the one that I can think of, like right off the top of my head, is that, you know, I grew up, now I'm dating myself, I grew up uh, in the height of Evil Knievel being like, <laughs> you know, this fantastic, you know, Daredevil, right? So Daredevil was an actual, one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, I guess it would be to still do that, like Daredevil stuff. Although I won't actually, if somebody gave me an opportunity to jump out of an airplane today or to, you know, jump a motorcycle over 10 cars i would i would pass but um because <laughs> i will just like break a hip at this point but um but yeah that would be that that would be the thing that i remember wanting to do that was you know out of my out of my safety zone mm. mm-hmm. steve you said you have so many i mean when he took the rocket over snake river canyon <laughs> and it didn't and it didn't go well i just remember watching it on tv and watching that rocket go up and he was going to like you know, just be shot off of one side and then go up in the air over Snake River Canyon and then deploy a parachute to slow it down on the other side. And I, I think he didn't even make it halfway over, but um, and almost killed himself. He ended up in the river, didn't he? Yeah, he flo- he floated down and Into hit the, the side of the river and that's like right. you know broke fifty bones or whatever. Yeah, that's amazing. That's but that's <laughs> that's exactly what uh what everybody dreamed of back then as being evil Knievel and except for the crashing part but i don't even think i would do well if if jeff bezos called me up and said you know do you want to go do you want to go up in the blue whatever it's called and blue origin? Uh, the blue origin and just you know do the little spin around the orbit and and i and i i think i would be like yeah 
I mean, I think I'd pass out at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it would not be good for me. Let William Shatner do that. He's so much younger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what, the space stuff really that gets. What me. about you? What about you, Tim? Did would do you have? Do you have one? Um, I nothing that I can think of at the top of my head, which, which I would guess that if if I really did, it would still be burning in my in my head some more. But no. Oh yeah. my god, I feel like I have so many. What what's what's your what are your top two? Oh my Pick god. two. Um, probably, that way you don't have to put pressure on one. Okay, this is this is crazy. When I was really young, I loved the saxophone. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would be. This is so random, but that was one that came to mind. That I would still love to play the saxophone, <laughs> which will probably which, never happen. Like, I thought it was going to be some. You know, it's like I immediately thought of some just big physical macho thing, and you went right to I want to play the saxophone. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, so you love saying almost fire. Uh, probably, and I want to have like. Uh, well, I might do this, but a childhood thing. I mean, it would involve like being a rock star, like singing in a band on stage in a stadium or something crazy like that, or maybe yeah. just like a musical on Broadway. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think something that I, I probably saw a lot when I was a kid that I was like, oh, I want to do that. Is yeah. Some, yeah. It would still be cool. It would yeah. still be cool to stand on stage at like Wembley and, you yeah. know, be a rock star. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I wrote down, uh, I wrote down, I, I'm not, I don't play country music. I would love to play the Grand Old Opry though. You know, and just because that stage is so much history and, yes. and all that. But then it's funny, Chris- I went to, oh, yeah, no, I went to the kind of the same place. I was like, I would be on stage. I don't know. And then part of me saw like something like a country singing thing, like what I grew up kind of watching a little bit. Uh-huh, I yeah, would be certainly. like, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, then when and- I said Wembley, you decided you thought of, you, you thought of, how cool that would be i literally no. went to like queen on stage <laughs> yeah, at live Freddie mercury, and right, i'm like right, that's right. what i john. want freddie mercury on stage yeah <laughs> exactly. no, I picture that famous picture of elton john where he's in dodger stadium and it's from yes. the back and you just see the, oh my god that's what i'm the talking best. about yeah I, I actually was saying when you said you wouldn't go to space i said i would go i'd go to space but i, I don't want to go to mars I don't want to go to Mars. I don't need. I don't need to spend eight months going one direction. All that. But stuff. like thirteen minutes or eight minutes would be cool with you. Whatever it is. You know, I'd take oh a couple God. days. I go to the moon. That's fine. I would totally go to the moon. I would <laughs> do that as well. The space stuff, just absolutely. I'm. I'm. I that I would do. That I would just do. Just to go Maggie, gravity free Have you for seen the Kenny G documentary? No. You should watch that. It's really. It's really quite cool and interesting. Oh, I love it. In fact, I haven't, I didn't even know of, of it. I'm mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I do. Look, now I do. Look it up. I love your your TV recommendations, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah, you've sent you've given me uh the one before. Um the one before, which I'm totally forgetting. The pivoting. I don't even remember. Yeah, that's what it was. You told oh, me to watch yeah. which it's I know funny, now is canceled, right? but it's very cute. It was very funny. Yeah. yeah. It didn't deserve Bummer. it. it These didn't shows. Deserve it. Um, does anybody have anything else though they want to add about uh, uh, six feet under the sea? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through um, just a couple mini ones very quickly. Um, uh, Chris, I, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. this. Is one of the rarest of occasions. James oh. with a tucked-in shirt, um, <laughs> like in a psych oh. office at the beginning. Oh yeah, I didn't even. It wasn't full just tuck. it, it, it wasn't the Hensy the Hensy front tuck. It was a yeah. full tuck. It was a full I would, tuck. I saw it too. Wow, I must yep. not have been there that day. I don't think I would have suggested Oh, yeah. That. No, 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 no. Not at all. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, love you can it. see that everybody, well, I guess not everybody gets to see what we see, but 
you know, the, the half, the, the Hensy front tuck or the half tuck is in full display right behind Steve's head. And the, I call it the Hollywood tuck yeah, the Hollywood because tuck. Yeah. it's like, I care, but not too much. Yeah. Like, it's I'm like not I have, gonna, I have yeah. a cool belt buckle on that. I want you to see, but yeah, it's like, I still I th- want to be cash. Yeah. Yeah. The Hollywood tuck or the Hensy tuck. We'll call it the Hensy tuck. Uh, when we went and shot the Randy LaBeta at sea footage, which I successfully kept James and Delay from having to go there, we actually had, uh, you know, I thought we were just taking a boat out there. We had built a barge at sea and it was like all these floating things. And we had this, this own a city at sea, not a barge at sea. Of course, there'd be a barge at sea. There are all these little, little things, floating things. Uh, it was like a football field out in the ocean. And it was so extraordinary. I felt like for a moment, I was James Cameron doing, doing Titanic. <laughs> that is so cool. I knew there was, I had that thought when I was watching it. I remember there was an episode we had a barge. I couldn't remember if it was this one, well, because there's also something that like that goes by in the background. Yeah, there's boat, boats right. have to go by and we had to see that and we had to keep moving it. And, yeah. turn, and But the funny thing was there was, someone had driven a truck onto this barge. <laughs> They had a truck on top of this floating thing, and like, why is the truck here? I don't, I didn't understand. <laughs> One rogue way. I think we, we would put the, we'd put the camera trucks on there, wouldn't it? So they wouldn't. Just Maybe that was speed, it. Yeah, they would shut. The crew would shuttle out to the to the barge with the camera trucks or the equipment yeah. trucks, right? And then just be able to shuttle back to to yeah. the set. I mean, just think about it. here. We are in season three. Never have done a TV show before, and now at the end of season three, I'm <laughs> I'm getting to direct this ridiculous story about a murdered sea lion out with this giant barge at sea. It's like, ah, life is great, right? It's magic. It was really magical. We were all really in it. This is, I think, when we were we were all really feeling. You know, some of the jitters of like, are we getting picked up again? Or how is the show doing? Had, had right. worn off just a little bit. And we could just sort of relax into, you know, we're making something that people like. And it's fun. And we love each other. And like, I feel like this is when we all started to really be like, wow, this is, I always say, you know, this was not the kind of experience that was, man, we didn't know how good we had it. It actually was in the moment. Like, wow, yeah. we're we're really lucky. It was yeah, really 100%. magical. Well, yeah. we were, as producers, we were really lucky to have a whole cast of people that recognize that because, you know, you guys have all been on so many other shows and it's rare. Um, so rare. It's human It's human nature and it's definitely actor nature to, to get, you know, frustrated doing the same character over and over again, you know, sometimes repeating the same beats or doing a procedural or whatever it is. And it and it can get frustrating, I think, artistically. And so there's, you know, so many of you guys that get, and it may be you and other shows too, you get frustrated and you're like, ah, I just want to be off here. And it's, and it's, it, it's understandable. But I think right. with, with our show, we weren't grinding people for 22 episodes, you know, so right. it was a reasonable number of episodes. And we had people that really enjoyed being around each other. And Steve was creating a show where one week you were doing a Western and the next week you were doing, you know, you were doing sea lions and there were these little mini movies and you got to do different things. And, you know, you guys would come every year and go, you know, I want to do this this year. I want to do that this year and suggestions and the, the look of your character or the arc of your character. And, you know, Steve was always up for any of it. Um, So I, I just think it was a great combination of, 
you know, artistic freedom and appreciation. And it's the reason it's really, truly the reason that I think we lasted as long as we did. I want to just give, of course, all of that is like, yes, Steve, but I want to give you credit here too, because like you were dealing, you, you, when it comes to the, when you were saying our looks and our wardrobe and how many hair (laughs) questions did I have? How many hair (laughs) requests did I have? Like, and you heard them all and you would, you you would entertain them all. And I would say, uh, I, you were right. (laughs) Even when I was wrong (laughs) lots of times, but anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to give you credit there as well. Cause there was a lot, you, you were, you you were, you were, you were holding that space for all all of us too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I realized early on that like that stuff matters so much more to you than mm. it does to an audience and to us. Like the audience just wants to see Juliet, right? They and if Juliet has brown hair that year or blonde <laughs> hair that year, they or might a, have an or opi- a bob. Yeah. yeah. Or a bob. They mm-hmm. might have an opinion of like, "Oh, I liked her hair better the other way." But it doesn't matter because like they just they just want the story and they want the relationships and they want to see you and Lassie and they want to see yeah. you and Sean. And, you know, so it means more to you to kind of be able to feel like your character is evolving in some way all the time. To let a guy suddenly go full stern bush in the office. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't a season where you, you know, you wax the stern bush and then you kind of like, it's like having a goatee and then maybe a beard and then maybe a mustache <laughs> and then back to a goatee. Like, you know, it was the Sternbush has been pretty consistent over yeah. the years. It I think it grounded everyone just to yeah. I mean <laughs> the the, ja- the Japanese hair straightening treatment you could have gotten where it just lays <laughs> and then but you didn't. You kept it natural. Yeah. We needed it. we needed something to to always come back to to make us feel like home. And that is the, uh, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> it was while well, we were all messing with our hair and wardrobe and soul there's, patches there's, and all kinds of stuff. The soul patch one was constant, there. One constant, one <laughs> constant. The soul patch, <laughs> the Sternbush was there. There was one day, um, I think not during our show, but um, years later where it was going to look great and get a little bushy. So I, I, I did just, I trimmed it down a little bit. And I took a picture with an actor friend of mine, and literally somebody like gasped and re- replied with, "Oh my god, you cut the stern bush." I was like, "No, it's a trick of light. Trick of light." No, that's the, <laughs> the like, one thing it. we couldn't do. Um, like, everybody, calm down. I did not <sighs> trim my stern bush. I did not cut off the stern bush. But you noticed you were losing strength, you know, and then yes. and then you grow it back. No, I was just gonna say, like, I I'm aware of like I you all have I I want to have you all every week. This is so fun, and there's so much uh, insight, but also it's just nice to see both of you so that we can all this stuff that we do every week. Tim and I will hang up from a podcast and literally text each other five seconds later and just be in like the complete joy of being able to do it. And then we'll talk about it and how lucky we are and all these things. And, you know, it comes back to you guys. And so I don't know, thank you all for being here and for all the time and all the fun on this episode. But like, I want to do this for all the episodes. This is so fun. (laughs) We'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're always ready to talk psych. So, uh, (laughs) well, we are always incredibly fortunate to have you both to talk psych. Yeah. Just one of you, but both of you at the same time is no, this is so fun. Just an embarrassment of riches to have you guys. It is. Awesome. All right, you guys, we've like you we've had you for a couple hours. We love you so much. Thank you thank you all and this is so fun and we could talk to you all night, so we'll just have to do it again. Thank you yeah. for all of this and thanks to everybody who once again made this possible because this is just 
it's it's constant wish fulfillment on yeah. a, on a huge stage, and uh, um, it's just fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to do it, and it's fun to do more. Let's do them soon. Let's do Dig them it. soon. We knew having Stephen Chris would call for a two hour episode, but we also knew it was going to be worth it. As always, thanks again for listening to episode 10 of The Psychologists Are In. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you all next week with a very, very special announcement. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.